This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bastard Nation. We got another great episode for you today. We have Sierra from Clayton Season. We're going to get to know her a little bit, find out about all the drama that's going on in the house right now. Yes. But Mike, first, you know how we do, man. We got to get to our hot takes. What do you got? Let's do it. This is the first time this year. So it's been a lot, right? The first time this year, my hot take is not about anything at all to do with the show, uh, but in pop culture and more specifically uh, in hip hop and rap. The artist we know is Drake, is in the media right now. (laughs) Drake is in the news right now because, uh, I'll just say the facts without giving my opinion first. What happened was Drake had sexual relationship with this girl in a hotel, he used a condom. Uh, After they had sex, he went into the bathroom to take off the condom, which he had ejaculated inside of and tied it up, put some hot sauce in it before tying it up and threw it in the trash. Next thing happens is the young lady that he has sex with, she goes into the bathroom, she unties the condom and tries to inseminate the sperm into herself. Wow. These are facts, it's not even my opinions yet. This is just all facts. Is Next, this all alleged? Find, alleged? Well, yeah, there, there are facts based on what it's alleged. Correct. This is correct. <laughs> okay. Thank you for saying that. Clean for clarifying that. Uh, but on the alleged facts that I have, based on what the internet is showing us, because we know the internet is true, uh, which is complete <laughs> lie if you haven't, you know, come on. But she inseminated herself with his sperm and got burnt because of the hot sauce, and she is now trying to sue Drake. <laughs> It's 2022, bro. Can't make Yo. this stuff up. Yo. Can't make this up. What are your thoughts on it? Certified lava boy is Certified. What, what, I'm, what I'm thinking. Yo, that is, just, that is just messed up on so many levels. I mean, my initial impression was, Drake, save yourself the lawsuit and just throw that thing in the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Flush it. I know what you're going to say. The environment. Yes. Clogging up the septic system. But I think that's way better than having a lawsuit on your hands or some possible, you know, one night stand pregnancy. That's I, I can't even believe that people are are doing that nowadays. Like, is that is that how we're trapping dudes today? Like, that's I crazy. Mean, that is I've crazy. Never, I've never been in a position to try to trap anybody, but that's <laughs> apparently that's what's happening these days. All I know is Drake needs a sponsorship with some hot sauce brand. <sighs> He needs to get a deal. In a second. In a second. He needs to get a deal with a hot sauce brand. Like Louisiana hot sauce, that's my favorite hot sauce. Put that thing on everything to include condoms. Like that's he needs he just needs 
Like, how did he even, like, I'd even, I've never, I mean, granted, I wouldn't, we are, neither of us are of his status or of his ilk, right? Cor- like, correct, correct. so he needs to look out for these types of things. And like, how, where did he get that idea? Like, did somebody I'm say, sure. yo, yo, the hot sauce is going to kill the sperm. Use that. Like, what? It's, like it I'd like, like to know the backstory behind that. It sounded like one of his homies that was taking a biology class, but then like dipped <laughs> out early and like never went back to college. Like, that's what it sounded like to me. I mean. It's it's oh, like man. half good advice. It seems like I don't know if it's very, if it's true or not, but I mean maybe <laughs> maybe get the condoms because I know condoms do have spermicide. They do. They so, do. So I don't know. Maybe you know, kill two birds with one stone right there. Get get hey, rid of the sper- sperm spermicide. But possibly Drake has you know he has a child already. I don't know how that happened, um, but I'm sure Drake has a lot of experience with one night stands and hotel rooms. Because also yeah, no. what the article said was that he was extremely uh, making it aware that he wanted her consent. And so. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's it 2022. Extremely, no, for sure. Which he, that's everybody listening. It's not sex if it wasn't consent, right? Uh, yeah. He literally asked her, he's like, would you like to have sex? And correct. She obviously obliged, obliged and yeah. they, they proceeded to do what they were going to do. And, uh, but yeah, man, that's wild. That's wild. Man. And then she, and then I mean, she put him on blast. She, Started talking about How his manhood. How should I put him on blast for that? I, that's I just don't understand that. Like you putting yourself on blast. Like yeah, you li- like, literally went into the bathroom allegedly, and untook you put your hand in the trash, dirty uh my germs, and then you unwrapped it, and then put it inside of you. How she gonna call somebody else out for that? And now, and now wants to sue. It's like it's the like audacity, that, you know. bro. The audacity. <laughs> that's crazy. That's I, crazy. I just, I just don't understand. All I can say, I. Uh, I'm just blessed that I'll be in a relationship sooner than later, hopefully. And I ain't got to worry about that shit because that's just doing too much. That's well, I'm married, so I don't have to worry about that at all. I'm just happy. I'm not. I don't know, Mike. It's dangerous out in these streets, man, for men and women being hey, single. Luckily, I'm not in these streets. I'm in these uh, condos. <laughs> Self-love, baby. Self-love. Facts. What you got for us, man? All right, man. Uh, well, mine is bachelor related, uh, and we're actually going to get into it with our guest on our show, Sierra. Uh, yes. But uh, there is clearly two villains that are presenting themselves uh, on this season, and one of them is Cassidy, and the other one is Shanae. But it's too much to unpack with both, so I'm just going to talk about Cassidy because she was up first. But Mike, have you ever heard of the word of uh, the term? Mike, have you ever heard of the saying, loose lips sink ships? I have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for Cassidy, she is the only one on this ship. And <laughs> like, girl, what what like what are you doing? What are you doing? Bro, it's like, not even you want like you want to talk even... about what's that? Go ahead. No, no, it's just I'm I, I get an emotional reaction to it. Like I feel for all the elites, all the bachelors, all the bachelorettes. How you got somebody that's about to go on your show, try to find love with you, and they fucking some other dude? But like, it happened I on mean, my season I, as well. I, 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 don't, I don't like where. Where is your sense? Like, why would you tell that to another contestant who's fighting for the same guy? Like, I don't understand that. Like, you talk about your side piece that you're facetiming and <laughs> you're talking dirty to. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, man. Like, I get it, uh, Cassidy. You're confident. You're going after what you want. 
You're not here to play games. You're not here to prep for children's parties. You're here today, Clay, and you made that abundantly clear. Like, we get that. But I thought she went about it the entirely wrong way. Like, sometimes you just got... I don't think it's confidence that she has right now that she's displaying. Oh, no. She may be she may be confident, but I don't think she's displaying confidence in her actions based on what we've seen on the show. Well, Cole, I mean, Clayton in this moment is seeing that as confidence and assertiveness, right? But like, agree with agree. the group, with the group, and with the viewers, and with myself. In my opinion, it's arrogance more than confidence. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like. I, I guess for me, it's like sometimes you just got to know when to shut the hell up. Like, in my opinion, like I said, she came off arrogant, not confident. She's out here letting everybody know who would listen, like how great of a connection she has with Clay and how she's not going anywhere and how she thinks her assertiveness or how he thinks her assertiveness is so hot to him. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, she's putting this all out there in front of the group. And, like, I just remember in contrast to when I – like, I wasn't out there saying – you know, crazy stuff to the group that they could come back and use against me. You know what I'm saying? Like I maintained <laughs> all that within myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to give these people any ammunition and like what well, she's think... doing. No, finish that. And like what she's doing is just alienating herself from the rest of the group. Like she's saying she's focusing on her connection with Clayton and the other women instead of focusing on their connection, they're focusing on her, which yeah, you, you got them right where you want. Like you have them thinking about you while you're thinking about Clayton. But there's also a, a, a way to do it where you don't piss off everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like fly under the radar. Be a little coy. Like don't put your all your business out there. It's just really messy the way she's doing things. Like I think she could do it so much better. Like be confident. Be assertive. Like pick your, you know, pick your, or, you know, your chances where you have with Clayton to, you know, to get some time with him. But don't offend the other women. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. don't be defensive when they call you out on your shit. You get what I'm saying? Correct. I don't, don't know. be defensive when me. they call you out. No, you do know, bro, because I think that confidence is when you can say, I feel like I had the best connection with Clayton, uh, but I want you to have your time as well. That's what somebody has confidence S Simple, says. simple. Yeah, you know, simple, so man. I, I, I appreciate you for giving game. Like, you giving free game. Call yeah. it up. She need, to, she need to pay you. But what's funny and what, what, what correlates between uh, – what correlates between Cassidy and Drake, Drake's situation is that they both, I feel, will have instant karma. Because as we saw on the episode, Clayton was not happy. And right before the episode ended, he asked Jesse Palmer, he said, has anyone ever taken a rose back? Mm, ba the, the bastard with the cliffhanger, bro. They love those yeah, cliffhangers. No, I agree, you know man. Like, like, like she just, she her attitude is basically just screw everyone else. And like, I'm the only one that matters. And she's just gaining em enemies as every minute goes on in that house. And she's digging her own grave. And like you said, lo and behold, she will be the first woman ever on The Bachelor to get a rose taken back. Like, Rescinded, that's yeah. karma. Rescinded. I feel, yes. I don't know. My bad. I'm working on my, my talk. I feel that she honestly doesn't like Clayton. She just wants the the 15 minutes of fame. That's just how I really yeah. feel. And Cassidy, I could be wrong about you, but baby, the way that you're going about this right now, the way I'm seeing it, the way it's being edited, is not looking, it ain't looking good for you. Just It just really isn't. No, listen, so luckily we get to have Sierra on today, so I really want to know her thoughts on it. And Because she was the one who 
you know, was courageous enough to speak to Clayton about the situation. Oh, and I love something that she did. I want to ask her about it because unlike another situation in the house with Shanae, Sierra, Sierra actually was up front about it. Yes. So let, let's yes. get to that. Yes. Only thing I have to say on Shanae is she, she was wrong. It's, it's yeah. Just, yeah. She, yeah. She was just wrong. You was doing way too much. You should never come with somebody for uh, what they told you in confidence. And then you're going to bring it up to the group. And then you're going to continue to bash on her having mock it. She was mocking it. Yeah, she was mocking it. And that's just not what you do. It's uh, like that, that being affects so many people. You know it what I'm does. saying? Like, I, it's not, it ain't right. I feel that what she did, she's learned her lesson um, because she just, that was just stupid. Like, everybody knows that. Cassidy, that that seemed more like a, I'm going I'm to get, look, people going to come. No, listen, that. she used words like victory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When she got the rose, like competition, things like that. So it's like, are you really there for love? Or are you just trying to get over on these women? Like, I don't know. Again, Cassidy. We don't know you personally, girl. Like we're just going off of what we see. We're, 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 you know, we're commenting on that, and you know, the words that come out of your mouth are the words that come out of your mouth. So, hey, we're viewers just like everybody else. Uh, exactly. To our listeners, we don't get the entire season up front, so we don't know what's going to take place. We just giving you our honest thoughts and talking it out. But I want to talk it out with Sierra, man. She was beautiful. Uh, she her words were eloquent. I just want to see her thoughts on everything. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, Sierra, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful today. Thank you. How are y'all? We're doing, doing amazing. Good. Feeling blessed. Thank you for being here with yes, us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, Sierra. <laughs> we had to have Dallas represent. We had to have you on the show. Oh, she's no, from, Dallas. from Dallas. Okay, I didn't know that. I had to do my research. Are- Dallas represented. See, wifey's from Dallas, so <laughs> yeah. we're already cool, Sierra. We're already cool. There we go. <laughs> Everything's better in Texas. <laughs> That's a fact. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> All right, Sierra. So let's get right into it. You got picked to be on the first group date of the season. How did that make you feel? Uh, that was extremely exciting. I was really, really happy to be on the first group date. I'm not going to lie. I was exhausted and tired also so uh your girl had some bags (laughs) under her eyes she was not ready like i would have been fine if i did get to kind of chill for a day but you know (laughs) it was a lot (laughs) those kids ran you ragged huh they did but i had the energy for it in a sense because i love kids like i absolutely love kids i used to teach whenever i was in korea um and i taught five-year-olds kindergartners so you know they have 
a lot of energy, a ton of energy. So I'm used to it. And I'm over here super hyper as well, 90% of the time. So loved it. Absolutely loved it. But it was a lot after that first night. I'm sure you guys know. You told me <laughs> Hillary Duff didn't like make you all pizzazz and full of energy like Cassidy was. Uh, oh, girl was wild. <laughs> uh, so I was... You guys don't get to like see it, but I'm standing like right next to her and she's freaking out. And I kind of like look over at her and I look at Hillary Duff and I make eye contact with Hillary Duff. And it was a moment we shared. And, <laughs> and I swear we were thinking the same thing. I kid you not. I feel like she was like, this vision can calm down. And I'm thinking, yes, girl, we live with her. But, <laughs> um, but no, I was really excited to see her. Absolutely freaking love her. Uh, I, yeah, super starstruck, but I know how to compose myself. Yeah, and you were like a fan. You were a composed <laughs> fan girl, unlike Cassie. You were definitely composed, so that's good. But right, <laughs> Thank you. you just said something in that you said you taught kids when you lived in Korea. Yeah, what is that about? Yes. Yeah, talk to us about that. Yes, uh, I. So my mom's from Korea. Okay. She and um, like six of my aunts and uncles are all adopted from Korea. So wow, nice. After I finished university, yeah, I I decided to move out there and teach so i like turned down a job offer i you know had gone to college for marketing and sales and i had this job lined up and i turned it down and kind of had this freak out moment and i was like i'm going to korea and i'm gonna teach um you know and i'm gonna find my mom's orphanage and i i wanted to i had all these things i kind of on a list that i wanted to do so i did i went i went over there and i taught at a couple amazing schools for a couple of years and got to travel, went to Japan, the Philippines, you know, all these fun, great places. And I got to find my mom's orphanage and go get some pamphlets and things like that and send her updated pictures of what it looks like now versus when she was a kid there. So it was a really great is, experience. And that is yeah. absolutely amazing. Like that's if, astonishing. If I'm not mistaken, you literally sold all your belongings and just went halfway across the world to South Korea mm -hmm. and basically picked up your life there. Like, how did that help you grow as a person? Like, what did that teach you? Oh my Lord, so many <laughs> things. So I, so before I had moved to Korea, I was super materialistic. Like, I'm just gonna put it out there. I wanted things and I wanted money and that's the only thing that mattered to me. Like I wanted, that's why I had gone to school for marketing and sales. I was very driven on like success was was just materials like how much things could I own and I kind of had this like breaking point so I had gotten really sick um I had gotten like sepsis sepsis appendicitis and peritonitis of okay. uh, wow. my senior year of college and so I almost died it was really crazy wow. that was the most expensive hospital bill I ever experienced in my life I'm glad you're still here Thank you. And um, that was like a wake up call for me. And that's kind of what woke me up. And I was like, none of this matters. I don't want to do this career path anymore. I don't know what I want to do, but I know it's not this. And I want to just like travel and experience life. And money is not important anymore. And so I basically I did I sold everything I owned and only things I owned fit into two suitcases. So wow. your girl used to have I, I believe I had 48 pairs of shoes at the time um 48 
yeah, all in boxes still. I had tons of jewelry. I had tons of clothes. I mean, I got rid of everything down to having like six pairs of shoes and all the clothes that could fit and moved over to Korea. That's found cool. this cute little tiny apartment and just lived my best life and got in really, really deep into yoga. Um, that's just, I, I grew so much in a lot of different ways and just realized what really mattered in life and what I want out of life. Um, that's when I realized I wanted kids. I used to never want kids either. So I, I was like, never am I going to have kids. You know, I'm going to be Samantha from freaking, um, you know, sex in the city. Like that's, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, when I went overseas, I, I realized like how much I wanted kids, how much they taught me, how, how comfortable I made them feel when we didn't even speak the same language. It was the most amazing thing. Like the way that they would just like sit in my lap and they felt so comforted by me. They would like cry in my arms and I would always make them happy and they would always feel so loved. I mean, one of the little girls even told me that like she was, she was my, like I was her mom, which I was Aww. really sad because I was like, no, you shouldn't. Uh, That's sweet. But at the same time, you shouldn't because you should love your own mommy. But it was the most like amazing thing. That's yeah. that's when I realized I want kids and I want to adopt from Korea um, as well. I was going like, to ask you, you that. Know, my mom. That's really sweet. Yep, I want to, I want to adopt a little girl from Korea Aww, eventually yeah. one day. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> so, I'm sure you'll make it happen. So it seems like you fit in perfectly with that group date you were on. I mean, was did Clayton get a chance to see, you know, that motherly side of you, that teacher side of you interact with the kids? And how was it watching Clayton interact with the kids? So, I mean. <laughs> She's like giving two snaps what, and a twist I, right now for everybody. I'm loving it right now. I'm loving it. Do I get it? Like, what do you want from me? Do you want me to be like, you know, like filtered? Or do you want me to be unfiltered, like, girl? Babe, Come on, that's how babe, we do it on talking it out. We got to talk it out, baby. We talking it out. We talking this okay, out. Okay, so like, oh, can we really talk it out? We about to talk yeah, this let's out. Yeah, let's go talk it out. Okay, well, if I'm gonna talk it out, okay, because I've got it. We're talking it out. I I wish I would have seen more from Clayton. Okay. That's that's what I do wish on the date. Um he he was gone for a cool minute and he was gone um, you know, with, you know, homegirl Cassidy. So oh, was it was it all his fault? Because I mean he did get pulled oh, multiple Brian, times. Come on with that. He is the bratchelor, bro. He can be like, hey baby, I'm tr- I'm trying to talk to somebody else. I no. Uh, I, 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 I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. He, um, I, I do wish, I mean, I got to see a little bit of them with the kids and that was great, but I, I personally, I wanted to see more. And I think that he would have been able to see more from us girls had he been around a little mm. more. Um, but you know, he was, you know, with Cassidy. So, uh, that's, that's the real, and I'm just going to keep it real. I mean, that's, that's hey, my uh, MO. That's so, it. um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kept it real with, uh, Clayton as well. When you spoke to him and you were, you, when you spoke to Clayton about, um, Cassidy's extracurricular activities, I'll say it like that in the nicest way possible. You were being eloquent, you were respectful, but you you know, your mission was to just be honest to yourself at all times and just say what's on your mind. And that's what you're supposed to do when you're trying to get to date somebody. Yes, 100%, I agree. And, And that's my biggest thing when it comes to dating. And some men like it and some men don't, but I'm going to be extremely transparent and I'm going to tell you like it is. And I 
the thing is, it'll weed them out. The weak men will be like, oh, I don't <laughs> I want like this. Her. And the strong men are going to be like, listen, honey, thank you. And I'm going to tell you how it is, too. And I'm going to be like, thank you. Please do. Like, <laughs> So I I was very honest and transparent with him. And I just want and like, you know, he he was very receptive of it, which was was great. And that's why I continued to stay and, and you know, take on this whole process and see, you know, if this could really develop and turn into something more is because I respected the fact that he was receptive of it and that he could take it, you know, he could say, okay, like you're calling me out and you're wanting, you're trying to hold me accountable for certain things. And you're trying to be honest with me. Um, even if that means using your own time to talk about this instead of, you know, getting to know each other on a deeper level. And so he definitely respected that. And he did open up and tell me that that was something about me that he did respect. So that was good. Well, that's a good thing. I actually wanted to talk to you about that because when I was watching it back, that's something that came across my mind because I've been in that position as you when I was on the show a few years ago, which is like you have a, a finite amount of time with this individual, but at the same time, like there's something that they should know. Like just for the audience sake, like, how do you gauge? Should you bring up something they should know versus that's their business? I'm just going to focus on me with you. Um, I 100% think that you should bring it up. I mean, I was putting myself in Clayton's shoes and had I been in his position and somebody knew something like this and did not tell me and chose to just talk about something that had to do with them and, and them as a person instead, I, to me, that comes off as selfish. So I'm like, okay, you're supposed to care about me and you're supposed to want to get to know me, yet you know this important information that would hurt me if I found out or could potentially hurt me moving forward as I developed feelings for somebody and then eventually found out. But yet you wanted to talk about your family with me and, and do all of this instead to have your own personal gain. That would hurt my feelings and I wouldn't be okay with that. So I tried to think of it as like, what would I want in his position? And that's kind of how I handled it. Oh, I mean, I've always kind of gotten on people when they do spend their time talking about other people simply because like there's you're so limited right Sierra like the time is so limited there and you're trying to decipher and see if you actually have a connection with this person it's like you're not really advancing the relationship you know if you're talking about other people but I respected the way you handled that because mm -hmm. not only did you tell him but then after the fact instead of somebody like Shanae who basically talked behind Elizabeth's back and then went and asked, you know, when the group asked who was talking shit, she basically kept her mouth shut. You literally went straight to Cassidy and you told her about herself and you said, hey, listen, I just went over to Clayton and I told him this, this and this. And uh, I don't think you're right for him straight up. And rather than, you know, hiding that information yourself and then letting the group confront you or her confront you after the fact. Like I respected that so much and I love the way you you handled that whole situation. So that's that's my Thank take you. on that. Brian, it's just, you know, people from Dallas, bro, we just we're we're honest. Yeah. We just, we just, you know, it just happens, <laughs> Brian. I'm sorry. You you your wife, you're used to it. You know, this is right. just how we are. We we say it with our chest, we say how we feel and we're elegant about it as well. Maybe Absolutely. not me, but Sierra definitely so. Yeah. But Sierra, I want to get back to like the South Korea aspect because right now I'm living in Mexico and I think this is absolutely such a, a showing of your character, showing of who you are as a person. Literally, you two suitcases and moved across the world. Did you know Korean? 
So I did not know any Korean at the time, no. So I'm literally, I mean, my sister was over there and she had been over there now for about three years. And so I did have that comfort of knowing my sister was there. However, we were on completely different sides of Seoul. So I was literally two hours away from her by subway, not close, not convenient really at all with our work schedules and everything. So... I did have that comfort in knowing that she was there, but yeah, I had to learn everything. I took Korean classes. I, you know, was watching all the Korean dramas, listening to Korean music. And then I would read the subway signs and bus signs every single day constantly. And I would play a game every single time I was on the bus. If I could read the sign by the time the bus drove past the sign. So I was trying to like gain my speed and everything. And by the time I had left Korea, I was actually really, really good. I could understand Korean really well. Awesome. I could speak it well. And I could still speak some, but I mean, I was, you know, a little bit more fluent. And then I could read and write it very, very quickly. And I'm starting to lose it because I don't use it anymore being back. But I'm pretty sure I can gain it well, back. Well, let, let's use it a little bit now. It. Can you drop a little Korean for the audience here? Yeah, drop some for us <laughs> right quick. Oh, yes. Okay. Gosh, what I do I mean, I know a lot of classroom stuff, like anjaseyo, which is sit down. It just means sit down, yeah. Sit down or, you know, what What do I teach kids? I would say anjaseyo all the time. Or I would say, gosh, mianeo, um, which is, you know, bit sorry. It's like they had to sit, tell the kids sorry all the time. Um, gosh, what's another one? You know, obviously there's the anjaseyo. You know, anyangi keseo, anyangi kaseo, and goodness, there's more up here. Like, oh yeah, nomuyetoyo. <laughs> That's the one that I would hear a lot. Um, a lot of the the little old cute little hajimas would <laughs> say that. They'd be like, <laughs> yeah, the hajimas would be like, nomuyetoyo, and I'd be like, oh, kusamida. <laughs> I love this. So, That's beautiful, man. That's so, beautiful. How long were you there for? I was there for two years, so wow. I wish I was longer, but I was only there for two years, and um, the best two years ever. After that, I had moved to New York, but it was amazing while I was and there. And what was, what was like your favorite part of living in Korea, would you say? Was it dealing with the kids? There, gosh, what was my favorite part? I would say one of my favorite part. there was a lot goodness gracious so one of my favorite parts was the kids i started yoga for children there um, at the school that i was at so we started doing children yoga classes super super cute and they would have to say everything and repeat everything in english after me and so i learned how to do yoga in english that was one of my favorite parts another favorite part that i did was um one of the schools that i was actually teaching at we did have like a type of conflict and so long story short, I ended up leaving that school and going to work at another school. But when I had left, they were refusing to pay me like my last paycheck. Oh, wow. It was this huge thing, right? Gotta get your money. So I, yes, right. But I did the scariest thing ever um, because I believe that's really important to stand up for what you believe in. And I protested every single morning for two weeks straight at 9 a.m. outside the school with a sign. And I would talk to the mothers. They would stop and they would ask me, why am I protesting? I would let them know this is what's going on. I did email the parents and let them know, hi, I did not. Because I got one email from a mother 
And she was really hurt. She was like, you know, my daughter loves you so much. And I can't believe you would leave, you know, leave her behind. You know, she, she, you know, looks up to you. So there's so much, I mean, even talking about now makes me a little emotional. And so I had to like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what they're telling the moms. And so I reached out to all the moms emails that I did have. And I, you know, sent them an email, not really in detail telling them what happened, but just letting them know, like, I do care about their children. And, you know, I love them so much and I loved working with them. But like, they're just internal conflicts that are caught, like why I'm not teaching there anymore. And long story short, ended up going to court, um, representing myself in court because obviously I was a lawyer at the time. So wait. Yeah, it was crazy. You were a, you were a one <laughs> so woman much. protest and then you defended yourself in court in Korea. Fresh out of college, don't know the language that well. Oh, that's yeah. wow, that's amazing. Like if you're ever scared, that's if anybody out there is ever though. scared of doing anything, like look at this, like you just got to go for Literally. it. I mean, that's amazing. It was it was there it was I mean, every morning I was sweating as I was holding this sign. I was I was terrified. I mean, the police were called on me multiple times. I, um, you know, I showed them my, my visa, I would show them my ID. So like, you know, and I kept doing it. And then finally went to court, represented myself. I tried to get a lawyer, but I couldn't afford one because the way it works in Korea is a lot different than it here. It is here in the States, but I just represented myself and long story short, I won and I got uh, my last paycheck and I got extra money as well. And so it was super great and then I got hired at another amazing school and um, started teaching there and moved to a new area of Korea so it was that was the like a pivotal moment in my life where I realized how strong I was and how much I could really do by myself like I know that like I don't need people like it's great to have people to help and assist you but like how strong of a woman I am I learned at that moment in my life and it was yeah like that was a really big growing like, point for me. See, I have so many Seriously. questions. So many <laughs> that thoughts is going wild. Through my mind. That yeah. is wild. I, I did not think that was going to come out of your mouth like that story. That's crazy. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I think you have the best two, two, two truths and a lie ever. Like, you could be anyone. <laughs> like, I'm fresh out of college. I'm in Korea, defending myself, don't know the language, protesting. Like this, like, this should be like a movie, like some type of, it, it really could I don't be. know. It was a stressful, very stressful situation. I had no money. I was broke AF. I mean, it was, it was a very, very crazy, you know, time in my life. And I kept getting kicked down and kicked down. Like, you know, when you just feel like you can't get up, like no matter what you keep getting kicked down. That was literally my life until last summer, (laughs) like, like, COVID 2020 summer. Sarah, I have to know who, for, I want to know from early memories up until last summer, how did Sierra become Sierra? What was Ooh. your upbringing? Yeah, like what, what gave you that strength that you showed yes. in Korea? Oh, do you, guys, this is a little deep. Do you want to know? Like it's deep. Ta- this is talking it out, Sierra. Talking it out. Of course we do. <laughs> okay. 
So gosh, what made me who I am? I My upbringing was actually very unstable and filled with a lot of trauma. So at a very young age, um, give you kind of like the, like the cleaner version, but like at a very young age, my mother and my father had split and my father had custody of us. And that was up until I was 10. Um, and then my mother finally got custody of me and my sisters. Um, and I no longer talk to my biological father. I don't have a relationship with him. You know, he got into like substance abuse and everything like that. And so, you know, that's why my mom ended up getting custody. But I think that was a huge part of my resilience and my growth was just how I grew up, like hopping home from home from home and then like being in a trailer park and then being around like, you know, drugs and alcohol and that seeming normal to me at a, such a young age to like see these things and then realizing that I didn't want to become that. So whenever my mother and my father, my, you know, my, my stepfather um, finally got custody of me and my sisters, I was 10 and from 10 to 13 was really kind of like breaking me. Like, um, kind of like, you know, when you get like a new horse, and you got to break it, you know, so it'll listen. I was so used to raising myself. I was so used to doing my laundry and, you know, getting my own food from the Salvation Army and just like taking care of me that when I was finally under a home with rules, I couldn't understand. And I was so angry and I was just so like, I was like, you know, I've been taking care of myself. How can you tell me what to do now? How can you like try to parent me now? And I had to learn how to like adjust. And when I could finally adjust and like see, I was in high school and my stepdad kind of every single day, like kind of kept telling me like, you are somebody, you are somebody. I want you to realize that you are somebody. And like that was like a huge part of like helping me like develop and turn into like a better woman and know my worth. Because before like I had no idea, I just, was kind of like going through the motions, you know? And like, even now it kind of chokes me up because I'm like, oh my God. But like, I did that and I realized like all the things I went through, nothing could break me, nothing could stop me. Like I'm very strong, I'm very like hardworking, I'm very smart, like I am, I am somebody. So then I went to college and I worked really hard through college and I like looked back on my life and I realized that I was gonna do anything in my power to never be in the same situation again, like to never be unstable again. So I was like, I don't want to ever have to, you know, not be able to afford food or clothing or, you know, home hop or, you know, I, I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to be able to help those people. So what can I do to end up on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you know? And it's <sighs> a lot, but, um, that's what it was like that that was my upbringing and that's what kind of created the resilience in me and like the the woman in me and like if you kind of look at it it's kind of why when I was in college I was so materialistic because I never had things so I was so like I want everything I want everything I want to prove to the world that I can afford things that I can that I can that I'm not poor you know so I had to like try to prove something different and then whenever I was able to like heal from that and realize like that's not what makes you somebody um I was able to see clear and like what I really wanted in life which was relationships and love and kids and a family and so yeah that's amazing wow <laughs> I'm like blown away 
And I mean, like those affirmations. Yeah, I don't know what I'm about. Like those affirmations that you <laughs> received from your your stepdad that helped you so much. I can imagine that you, you know, transferred those over to all those kids in Korea. I mean, like you said, you had that little girl cry or little kid crying, you know, calling you their mom. I mean, you must have had such an amazing impact on those children. Like I can't even, I can't even begin to say that enough. Thank you. I think it's. Um... I think I like kids so well and I work with them so well because I think about like when I'm with them, I I think about me when I was a kid mm. and I think about all the things that I missed or I didn't have or that I wished were there for me to make me feel important or loved or seen or special. And then I like give that to them because I want them to like, I don't know what their home life is like. So I want to give that to them, you know, and like it doesn't matter if they're poor, or if they're rich. You know, I meet rich kids who feel, I mean, this little girl in Korea, her mother was a doctor and her dad was a lawyer. They're gone all the time. And she has a nanny that raises her. So that's why she told me she wanted me to be her mom mm. was because so her mom's never around and her dad's never around. Wow. So she was like, I want you to be my mom. I wish you were my mom because I'm her, I'm in her life more than her mother was like you know she was at school so she was seeing me more throughout the day than she was seeing her own mom and she told me you know when i wake up my mommy is gone and my daddy's gone and when i come you know home like i my nanny puts me to bed and then mommy and daddy come home and i'm already in bed so it's like she's barely seeing her parents so that was like and that made me realize like it doesn't matter if you come from nothing or if you come from everything and you have all these resources like kids need love you know so amen kids need love you deserve love you are giving love so we yes. appreciate you uh I, I i was i was taking it back just a moment ago I, brian had a talk because i had I, I just was speechless listening to you uh sierra <laughs> what are you passionate about right now in the world um, gosh, the main thing that I'm passionate about right now would have to be um, children in poverty and mental health. Mm. I think that's like the biggest thing. And I like, you know, that's my biggest passion. And I want to, I just signed up actually for something in Dallas, um, which is like young women in Dallas that can, they, they have like a mentor that escorts them to the prison so that they can see their mothers and kind of build the connection with their mothers while they're still in prison so that they don't have that missing and they can still develop mentally like in a positive way. So I'm waiting to hear back. Hopefully I get accepted oh, <laughs> like, and I can help to start mentoring. Um, but um, because I'm still new to Dallas. So like, you know, I don't know everything yet, but um, I'm starting to get my foot in the door. Just a year. It's just right. turned into a year. Congrats. So I'm trying to get my um, foot in the door with, you know, where I can volunteer, where it's like special to me. And that's one of the big, really big areas um, is is children in poverty and like basically growing up the way I grew up. And so I, I want to do that. And then last year with the company I was with, I helped organize a Christmas drive um, for children in poverty to get them all the Christmas um, lists or the presents on their Christmas lists and all the things that they need. And we end up being able to help out like 14 14 different families um, with all of their children. And that was a really amazing thing. So I'm all about like all about kids that are growing up under the poverty line and helping them have the resources they need and have like access to mental health and ways to cope with 
you know, anxiety and stress. Like I want to do children's yoga here in the States and like start a program like that as well in poverty areas. So just giving kids the same like level of access to all of these things to help them grow and develop in a positive way that other kids might have, you know, I want the, the playing field to be the same, you know, so they can go to college and have a, a wonderful career and, you know, not have to, to, fight as hard, you know, and, and be as stressed out about it, you know, as I was trying to make it happen. You know, I want them to maybe have a couple, help, a little bit more help. <laughs> Yo, is it 2024? Can I put my ballot vote in for you? Seriously, like, man. <laughs> like, like, that's so impressive. Damn. Like, I love. Just hands up. Just hands I up. love your passion. I love everything that you're doing. You're the cause you want to go for. I mean, like you're doing so many big things and like I wish you nothing but the best like honestly like if there's any way that we could truly, help you truly you know truly. what I mean because that I mean the children like everyone says as the saying goes the children are our future and you're helping them with mental health and with you know uh being more confident adults and grown individuals and I just I love I love it like I love it I loved hearing I love hearing your story I'd like to ask like on a lighter note I mean, you know, it got a little, it got serious there for a second, but I was just all ears, bro. Right? No, yeah, no, it was, it was super fascinating, honestly. Um, dating in Korea, what was that like? I mean, you were there two Ooh. years. She said, Ooh. "Did you? How was the social scene? Like, what you know, the nightlife, the the, the men over there? What did you? Uh, so did you dabble? Uh, um, I I did I did date in in South Korea and I did dabble. I will say that I got compared to Black Panther quite a few times. What? Um, oh, you gonna have so, to you gonna have to talk uh, about that. Unpack that, please. Unpack yes. that. Mm -mm. I got, you know, they would be like, oh, you're so strong. You're so sexy. You look like a woman from Black Panther. <laughs> what? Okay, if they say so, that chance, I ain't mad. If they say it like that, I can't be mad. You're so sexy. They said you're so it like strong. That, but it was, I mean, that's, I guess. I think it was because their reference, they don't really have, correct, like, correct. I mean, you don't realize, you know, there's a whole country where they're literally the same ethnicity. So, you know, you go there and they were fascinated by my hair. They were like, oh my gosh, is, can I touch your hair? Is that really your hair? And I'm like, yeah, it's my hair. They've never seen really big curly hair. So that was interesting to them. And then they were, they thought I was like Polynesian or like from the Philippines at some point. Like, you know, so they were kind of confused at like what I was or where I was from. And it's still like a little taboo to mix with black. So when I would tell them like, oh, I'm half Korean and I'm half black, they would be like, they would just be like shocked still. They're like, wait, what? And they couldn't like grasp the concept. Yeah. And so they're like, Africa? And I'm like, no, America. Oh, and they'd be like, wait, <laughs> what? They're like, so you're American, but you're like black. And so I'm like, okay, like I gotta, I'm gonna have to teach you. Like, you know, America yeah. is everything. School and so, Sierra. You know, yeah. So I, you know, I think that it's, I think that's why everyone should travel. I think that's like, it's so important because you know, whenever I was in Korea and I was looking at America from like the outside, you see America not as diverse as we see it. You know, like a lot of the places do see America as like white America. They really do. And so whenever they're like, wait, you don't look American. They assume because I'm I'm not, you know, like white or like, you know, like the average, like the typical American that you would see in like a movie or something like a TV show. 
So they're confused. And so you kind of have to like, you do teach have them. to kind of be like, yeah, you like teach them and be like, I am American. America is mixed. It's everything. You know, it's, it is, you could be a Korean American. You could be, you know, Australian American. You could be absolutely anything if there's no one color and there's no one race. And so I think that was like the biggest thing I had to really like repeat myself. I was like a broken record because I always did that like every day, like explaining like, no, I'm not African. I'm not from Africa. Like I'm like, I'm not like I'm fully American. Like, and so, um, that was that was like a really interesting thing and then you know to to go back to your question with like the dating and everything you know um it was i was i was dating some koreans and then i realized i was more kind of like a fetish i was getting kind of fetishized yeah so i stopped i was like okay this isn't working i'm more of like a you know a token or like a like more of a fetish and so I stopped and I started dating like military people and I ended up getting a relationship with this guy while I was there um, who was in the army and that was a whole thing, you know, and that's why I ended up leaving Korea, but that's a whole nother story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it went bad, I'm glad you said army, not air force there. <laughs> talk bad about army. I was dating somebody in the Air Force too, and that okay. was bad. Okay, we ain't gotta talk about the military. Oh, we ain't gotta don't talk about it. Don't insult, don't insult Mike like that. <laughs> we ain't gotta talk about it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He was he was wild. <laughs> Those Air Force so, boys are wild. Some some of them are. They definitely. are. Those are the crazy ones. Those are the ones you stay with. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I like Sierra. Some of them are. Yo, going back to Monday night's episode, I gotta ask you because. Cassidy came at you with like a, a bombshell. She, you know, with the dude she got back home. Why do you think she even said that to you? I think that so the night of the group date, when she had got that group date rose, there was like, you know, kind of like a tussle, you know, obviously, you know, she felt attacked by the girls. There was that whole thing, right? Well, I was very neutral. I was talking to Clayton when it happened. And so when I had came back to the group, I was like, why is it so tense in this room? And I didn't see anything with my own eyes. So I was kind of playing Switzerland. I didn't really take a side. I was just like, okay, well, you know, you're in the wrong for this and you're in the wrong for this. And I don't really know the full story, but I feel like we all could have acted better. Like it, whatever. And I think because I played neutral, that night maybe she thought we were friends i don't know i was just being neutral but i think she took it as like oh sierra's on my side because she kind of had this whole side by like we have to take sides you know her her and Shanae were very much so like that and so i think that's what she thought she was wrong because <laughs> i'm not on anybody's side and she got she had a few drinks she felt comfortable, I guess. And so she started opening up and aye, aye, aye. I'm not going to stop you, <laughs> you know? So if you want to, if you want to open up, you want to dig your own grave, go right up. ahead. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, to be honest, the, the rest of the girls in the house, you know, no, she was not humble. She was flaunting that she got a rose. She was asking other women, what's your exit interview going to be? You know, as if insinuating they're going to go home. The moment I heard her talking, I was like, Ooh, you slipped Wait. up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me you gave me an opening. <laughs> Sierra, hold up. We're exactly. rewind that back right quick. Did you just say, and I, I, what I think you said, which was she was asking people what their exit interview was going to be? Yes. She was asking people 
what their exit interviews were going to be as a like she's she had her rose so she's like has her rose oh. and she's like boop, 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 and she's wow. like waving it around smelling it just very just nasty behavior just shoving in everyone's face which is so crazy because you know ugh, anyway. it's the audacity so it's the audacity for me sierra that's crazy <laughs> exactly exactly just doing the dang thing and then she goes up to gosh i can't remember who it it's either it was kate or it was hunter um one of the two and she goes up to the girl and she's like asking her what her exit interview is going to be and it's just that's just tacky i'm like why would you it's tacky it's very mean while she's yeah, yeah arrogant while she has the rose and so it was just not it wasn't cool and i was fed up i was like okay the way you're acting is very tacky like there's a lot of things about you that are tacky but this is a really big one and so (laughs) i'm dead she said there's a lot of things about you that's tacky bright (laughs) let me let me count the ways um sierra but we didn't the audience didn't get and we didn't get to see your interaction with her like i mean they showed you stepping up to her and letting her know a little bit about herself and that you told clayton but what was that interaction like? Because the next thing we know, she's going back to the group. He's like, she spent her time talking about me. So, like, what was said in that interaction? <laughs> oh, my God. Let's talk it out, girl. Come on now. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so good. So, I kept composed. I let her know. I said, hey, what's up? Like, you know, so there was more. There, oh God, there was, like, this other conversation that we had where, like, basically I was told her like if I ever had a problem with her I'd let her know I would tell her to her face I'm gonna keep it real like I'm not like I'm not afraid to tell you like it is that like I've been through worse in my life like you don't scare me that's basically like we've had that conversation before and so whenever that had happened I went up to her and I said you know how I told you that if I ever had a problem with you I would tell you and she's like "Mm -hmm." and I'm like well I told Clayton this what you told me because I thought he deserved to know and you know that this is really important and I just walked away and she was just like waving her rose I hope you get a rose tonight so (laughs) that's what she said and I just walked away and I was like girl I hope you keep yours (laughs) that is awesome (laughs) that smells like oh I just but my main thing too is like it's very tacky, but it wasn't like because I I saw a few things like online and stuff about like oh like what's so bad about like having a friends with benefits and, and et cetera et cetera and like I want the main thing to be too is like having a friends with benefits obviously isn't bad like everybody can be sexually free and of course test drive it before you buy it like obviously like you're not gonna just take it off the lot with the guy that she was talking to apparently they had been on and off for like a year for a cool minute. When she wanted, she wanted to date him and he didn't want to date her. And so she, they became friends with benefits and they were being friends with benefits. And then, so this is why, this is why I had to tell Clayton because it wasn't about just fucking somebody before you came on the show. That's not what it was about. It was, okay. she had emotionally, yeah. had an emotional attachment with somebody before okay. she went on the show. And now she's supposed to be getting married. Clayton don't so need that. So that's what it was. Why would you entertain somebody like that? If you then having a fling with them for, you know, a year you wanted a date. He didn't want to date. Now he wants to date you, but you're going on a show. So it's an inconvenient time, but yet you're going to see him as soon as you get home from the show. It's like, clearly there's something there. Like clearly there's this, this connection that you have. Like you can't get rid of him. You can't meet either. He or dickmatized. I don't know what it is, but you can't get rid of this man. 
So, which is real. Girls get digmatized. They do. His dick is good. And you, you, you get a lot of judgment. I wanted to tell Clayton because it's not just like a hit it and quit it. It's oh, a no, whole Sierra. thing. Oh, no, I can't. Yo. You laugh too hard. <laughs> Yo, it's funny, Brian, because Yo. she can say that, but we can't say that, though. You feel me? No, like, no. We can <laughs> stay, stay all the way away from that. All the way yeah, away I'm just that. letting you have that, Sierra. You can have that. <laughs> We're living vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to yes. say, though, ain't nothing wrong with doing some nasty things. You know what I'm saying? Just, hey. Nasty stuff can be fun. Nothing, done sometimes. nothing is wrong. Like, I'm... And I think people got me misread because I said the whole, you know, why buy the cows? You're already getting the milk. No, like your girl, your girl has a sex drive, okay? And you know, I'll drive it like I stole it. Like you know, I'm, Bro, I'm, I'm about good. To, like, let me just stop. But, <laughs> let me just stop talking. I will drive it like know? I stole it. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like I, I'm about it. But this is the thing: is if I put all my cookies in a basket and then he's done having all the cookies and he doesn't want to put any more cookies in the basket like he's, he's had all the cookies i can't be mad at him i done gave him all the cookies i cannot be mad if he decides to go get somebody else but see that's where that's where it messed uh, up at though because you should be able with somebody that you that's eating your cookies he should be able to bake the cookies with you so therefore you have a multiple he should be like the cookies he should and that's why i'm trying that's why i'm you know seeing if clayton wants to bake cookies with me you know what i'm saying <laughs> like <laughs> the new saying can we bake cookies oh <laughs> man <laughs> The tea is piping hot today, folks. <laughs> piping hot. Facts, facts, facts. Well, Sierra, uh, we absolutely love having you on today. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Were. Today, it, it was spectacular. I didn't know what we would expect. For some reason, uh, Clayton wasn't all over you. We don't know. We'll have to talk to Clayton about that, a.k.a. Yeah. Klanos. Uh, but you are amazing. You need more screen time. Straight up. We need to see you on our screens. Yes. We need to see this personality because really you were tons of fun today. But Sierra... <laughs> <laughs> Before we let you go, um, like, what do you hope people out there, since like we said, you didn't get a whole lot of screen time. I want to see more of you. Like, what do you hope people learn about you from your time on the show? I hope that people learn that I am genuine and I am real. And I mean, I hope they've gotten that already, but I just, and I'm a little bit of a nerd and quirky, you know, like that's why I chose a DeLorean to come up in. Like, you know, I love cars. I love things that are just very like bold and I'm very bold. And so, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm a little, I, I want people to know that I'm a little different. Like you may, I may look like bougie and I may have a little bit of an attitude. Yes. But I'm also, you know, really, really into vehicles and cars. And I just, I love what's under the hood of a car and I love getting to learn about that. But I also love to be outdoors. And I also love to get my nails done though, but I also love to go paintballing. So it's just like, you know, it's, I'm very, you can't put me in a box. And I think that when people can't put somebody into a box, they try to like, they can't, they don't know what to do, you know? And they, and they kind of discard the person or kind of forget about the person or, you know, just, yeah, leave it alone. But I think that more people should be outside of the box. I think more people should be allowed to be in, in all over the place and not, you know, put into one little area and seen as one specific type of person because it's boring. And I wouldn't want somebody like that in my life. And so, you know, yeah. And Mike, I think, I think, <laughs> I could speak for you when I say that the versatility that you're talking about in a woman is sexy as hell. 
Like, so keep doing you. Damn right. Keep Shit. doing you Period. and be you and don't change for anybody. Can't wait to see you next to see what you do and can't continue to wait to watch you on this season unfold. Yes. Thank you so I much for so backwards. coming on, Sierra. Like, you were awesome. You were awesome. Thanks. You really were. Thank you, you so much. You two are both awesome and super easy to talk to, super fun to talk to. This may be recency bias, but I love Sierra. Uh, she was amazing. She was an absolute I love her too, fantastic. Bro. I mean, guest. she she brought it all. Like she really an did. amazing personal story, right? I mean, defending herself in a foreign country as her own lawyer, yes. protesting, yes. you know, what's right by herself with like yes with with a sign holding it up and everything like not, not knowing only the that, language not knowing the language and then fresh she, out of college and then she just brought out like the flamethrower today and just <laughs> i mean like she was like shots fired <laughs> that's all i gotta say oh she i hope she i hope she got a bulletproof vest on because she definitely had through shots fired oh 100 percent. but hey listen 100 that's that's what talking to that's what talking out is all about right there. I mean, yes. that was was on her chest. I mean, she she was real from the get-go. And you could she, see she that was. come out on the show. I mean, the different levels of emotion that we were able to talk about with Sierra, you know that she is in tune with who she is. She's an extremely confident woman. She loves herself. She loves her people. And she knows like what's truly important within life. I think that was the most beautiful thing yeah. about today's talk. She knows what's truly important in life. I, I just love her authenticity and her integrity yeah. when it comes to... I used to be this way. This happened. Now I'm this way. Like I just, I just love it. Yeah, she like say you, with a chest. You could see like the journey of her growth. You know what I mean? Like when she's talked about her childhood and her upbringing and how she, you know, was at a really low point. You know, between that ten and thirteen years of age, twenty six. I mean, she seems like she's gone through so much, and yeah, she's at su such a young age. You know what I'm saying? She's only twenty six. I mean, she has that. She has like legit life experience. You know she I mean? one hundred percent has life experience, and I mean, it's just so amazing. Like the 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 characteristics that she has in order to like travel around the world. Her sister's two hours away, so she's not next door. Yeah, doesn't know the language. I mean, and then to just be able to eloquently speak to Clayton about what took place, um, you know, tell the person how she feels. I just love it. I, I hope that Sierra uh, can't wait to watch her season unfold. Seriously, yeah, you know, I hope she makes it far and. Uh, like we said, if, you know, Clayton's not the man for her, then I hope to see her on Paradise. She's tons of fun. Period. Dot. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. All right, guys. To everybody out there listening, Mike and I just want to thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And, of course, guys, we can't forget, we're casting for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So make sure to head to BachelorNation.com forward slash apply. That's BachelorNation.com forward slash apply. And you know, we always love to hear your opinions. I know y'all gonna have a lot based on this episode, your stories, your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. Message us on social at Talking Out BN. That's Talking Out B as in Bachelor N as a Nation on IG, Bachelor Nation on TikTok and Facebook, and Bachelor Nation on Twitter. And as always, baby, you already know, don't forget to hit subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And baby, don't DM me no more until you hit that subscribe. <laughs>